in a video nasty. I wouldn't. I have far too much. How, how can you judge on a video nasty? Oh, have you never seen one? I actually don't need to see visually what I know is in that film. And welcome to the Video Nasties podcast. My name's Christopher Brown. Seeing more has been one of the more art house film type movies on the list. Uh, the Witch That Came From The Sea is another one of the films that many will wonder why it's on the Video Nasties list at all. The truth is, the likelihood is that the film fell into the same trap that its uh, VTC video label mate Delirium did. It's salacious copyright and forced it into the arms of the police. Certainly the cover doesn't match the content of the film itself. Turn on your television set. Find out what's happening in the real world. See it in black and white. God made all of us perfect, truly he did. How close do you want to be to the woman in your life? You don't know if it's true or not unless it's on television. Why was Grandpa lost at sea? I don't know. Because he was perfect. Too good to live on land. (gasps) Who is she? She's a witch come out of the sea. She's not a witch. She's beautiful. Which that came from the sea is from 1976. American horror film directed by Matt Kimber and shot by cinematographer Dean Cundy. The film concerns a, a rather disturbed woman called Molly, played by Millie Perkins, who suffers uh, sexual abuse as a child at the hands of her, uh, their seafaring father. And as uh, things start getting on top of her, embarks on a spree of sexual encounters with men that turn into violence. The film's tagline was, Molly really knows how to cut men down to size. Part horror, part psychosexual thriller, part examination madness. This very 70s piece of violence, which has uh, themes of sexual abuse, which was uncommon at the time, is quite restrained, really, allowing the for the horror to focus on... Um, it's some violence, but mainly fantasy and madness. You really are a bitch, aren't you? Mm. 
You really bit me, you cunt. You said you had something stronger than liquor. You're spaced out already. Oh, no, I'm not, Mr. Goody Two-Shoes. I'm not spaced out on anything. What do you think you can do now? You think you're on television? You think you can cut for a commercial? Kimber, as I said, who was uh, born Thomas Vital Ottaviano in uh, 36. He's an Italian uh, American film producer, director, and writer, and the late husband of Jane Mansfield. Kimber actually directed her on stage and in one movie, Single Room Furnished, and they divorced about a year before her death. See, The Witch That Came From the Sea is a good film, but Kimber himself is a pretty hammy director. He was nominated for a Razzie Award three times, all for Butterfly in 82, as Worst Director, Worst Writer, and Worst Picture. In fact, the film garnered a total of ten Worst nominations. Even Orson Welles uh, fell into the trap of being um, nominated for, for a Razzie in this film. Kimber, you know, it feels it, it, it's a it's a little harsh, and I, I, you know, I, my feel, I have quite a negative feelings about the Razzies being effectively just a, a bit of a way of trying to bring Hollywood down for size, and doesn't really follow a, you know, there's always worse films than Twilight, is how I always think of it. But nonetheless, <clears throat> an indication that you can sometimes go a little bit west with his projects that you're passionate about. The Wish That Came From the Sea was uh, written by Robert Tom. Uh, who died in 79. And he was an American writer best known for the screenplay Death Race 2000, to be fair. Tom patterns the character of Molly after his one-time wife, Millie Perkins. For example, Perkins' real father was a sea captain, although Millie wasn't quite the, uh, the psychotic killer. And George uh, Buck Flower was, was the, uh, the casting director, but also appears as the, one of the homicide detectives investigating the murders committed by Millie. He actually cast his own daughter, Verkina, to play the young Molly in the rather 
grim and at points quite distressing uh, flashback scenes, particularly uh, the one near the end, which is uh, the rape, which uh, I, I assume was based on, it was done so, you know, he knew there was somebody who was capable of doing something that strong, but uh, it does seem an odd thing when you, when you hear that. Minnie Perkins was uh, actually uh, born in 1938, and uh, probably best known in real in truth for Anne Frank for in the Diary of Anne Frank from 1959. The soundtrack is fairly underwhelming in truth. It was written by Herschel Burke Gilbert, who's very prolific orchestra uh, or, um, writer of uh, orchestral soundtracks and composer. He did things for like the detectives and Dick Powerzane's Grey Theatre, a lot of TV stuff, but uh, yeah, it doesn't really. There's nothing here that really um, stands out in the uh, in in the music, really. to say that a lot of the reason I think why it's seen as being an art house movie rather than just a simple pot boiler is the work of Dean Cundry. Born in 46, an American cinematographer, he would go on to work with Carpenter in films like The Fog, Escape from New York, The Thing, Halloween 2 and 3. He'd also work with him in Big Trouble Little China. And uh, interestingly, uh, the director of photography on the 3D movie Honey, I Shrunk the Audience, which is in uh, Walt Disney theme parks. He also worked on films like um, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Apollo 13, Romance in the Stone. And um, his work gives the film a dreamy, almost, uh, regard. And... um, he does it. He tries to do a few things to kind of um, get into the minds of the character. The, the sea is a, is a character in itself with this, really. And um, the the romanticism of it, linked despite the fact that it's quite linked to very upsetting moments, is uh, is an interesting juxtaposition. I wouldn't say. Um, I think some people, you know. 
it gets kind of muttered in the same breath with the Video Nasties list as Possession. And um, they're two very different films, I think. And certainly Possession is, is a wonderfully shot film. But um, I do think this is trying to aspire to be something a little more than the uh, the Grindhouse kind of cover which VCC offered to give it. That features uh, a surtitle a, a, a with a picture of um, the lead actress looking quite crazed as a young woman's nightmare of incest and, and castration. And on the back cover... Molly is a, has a way with the with a razor. She uses it with devastating effect. She cuts men down to size in an effort to revenge herself of her father's sexual perversions. Now, in a time when the police were um, picking up all and sundry and, and, and questioning whether this was um, was this was you know uh, suitable for uh, for for prosecution. That kind of stuff would have stood out like a like a sore thumb, and, and, and it is really. I mean, it's accurate in a sense. There is castration scenes, which is kind of committed off camera. Uh, a lot of the violence is committed off camera, actually. Well, while Millie seemingly is is drunk or asleep or believes herself to be sleeping, and um, therefore, it kind of gives a an odd kind of tone to the lot, really. And um, you know, uh, when we compare this to the real kind of rape, revenge, bad boy of uh, "I Spit in Your Grave," which we're still to discuss, it's very, very different kettle of fish. And certainly, you know, you couldn't put the two together. And indeed, it was released uh, on VHS by VCC and was banned as the nasty in August '84, but was dropped from the DPP list following unsuccessful prosecutions in June 85. Now this is almost certainly you know, linked to when you know you show the people the cover they might kind of gasping on my word what is this film but when you actually show the movie to an audience they, it would be very difficult to get a conviction for this film. Very difficult indeed. The film was passed 18 uncut by the BBFC in 2006 and uh, is currently 18 uncut. It's only available really in the uh, in the UK in the Anchor Bay box of the Band 2 uh, set, which I think is still available. But the uh, Cinema Epoch released in the US uh, 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 the uh, uncut uh, version of the film uh, back in well, last year. So it's still, it is available to be, you know, you can, you can find it. So yeah, an example of a film that... Um, you know, it very much uh, fell into the traps that the the nasties did back then, and um, you know, which is a shame. I think um, it's good and it's bad, really, for me. It's good because I do feel like I don't think I would have seen this film without the um, without you know the recommendation of the video nasties list. It reminds me very much of another film. Well, not one that's on the list. One that uh, is was kind of hi- is highlighted in a Kim Newman's Nightmare Movies. Um, Let's get Jessica to death, which is kind of like a similar kind of psychological kind of uh, horror film and um, very seventies in its style, and but very pretty to look at, and uh, not something you could necessarily jump up and down and point at as being a, a stone cold classic piece of genius, but a, a solid and reliable and quite intelligent bit of filmmaking. 
and it's certainly something to recommend to people if you hadn't seen it. Uh, Molly, when Grandpa went down at sea, was the ship carrying treasure? Grandpa didn't go down at sea. Grandpa was lost at sea. With treasure? With a beautiful, beautiful crew who loved and adored him. And were afraid of him, huh? Certainly. He carried a pistol. But he was very, very kind. Now, put this leg further back. And before I say go, make sure you're up on your toes and ready to sprint. But with treasure? Oil, stupid. Don't call your brother stupid. He's not. Oil is treasure. Grandpa's lost, but he still may return. After 20 years, Aunt Molly? It's a long way from pole to pole. With many an island and many a mermaid betwixt and between. And it wasn't 20 years, 15. Okay, the first one to touch the pier. Get on your mark, get set, go! Uh, got some feedback here. Uh, this one is from uh, Rob Wilson, regular feedback it. Chris, uh, this is for um, Deep River Savages. Chris, watched this earlier in the week but didn't get a chance to post this before the show aired. I posted this on my Facebook page. Watch 1972 Deep River Savages, a.k.a. The Man from Deep River, a.k.a. Savages, a.k.a. probably a million other names. IMDb says, A photographer in the rainforest is captured by wild natives, and after months of living with them, he marries the chief's daughter and helps protect the village from a vicious cannibal tribe. I've never been into cannibal films as a genre. The animal violence doesn't do anything for me. There's also a tinge of, is this racist? To be honest, maybe a tad. I knew these things were in the film before I watched. Maybe I sat these things to the side. Parts felt so contrived. The bar scene where I lead actually attacked. The love interest... Or were just in the movie to move it along. Perhaps my preconceived notions of this film were so low I actually thought it was okay. It's on YouTube. Finding pictures that don't have any nudity was difficult. Great show, Chris. Thought the comparison to a man called Horse was a good one. Um, well, thanks very much, Rob. I mean, yeah, I think, um, you know, as I, said, I think said about it last week, I think it's one of those films where its benefit is the fact that it's one of the first films on the list rather than, you know, the one it, it kind of starts, not the list, but where it started the cannibal craze. And obviously, you know, it, that was taken along and, and made, you know, very different in, uh, later on with um, with Cannibal Holocaust. But this is a full eight years before. And also you have to bear in mind, I think, that it is um, very much, uh, you know, exploitation tangent. Uh, it's there for... Um, you know, it, it it is designed to shock people, and but also, um, it's you know, it is very much ripping off a western as well. So it's not um, it's not a perfect film by any stretch, but uh, it's better than some of the other films on the, on this list. To be fair, I think uh, when you compare it to something like The Devil Hunter, for example, it is it isn't great at all. Also, a, a lovely email in. Uh, Dear Chris, a big fan of the podcast. I was born in 1970, raised on Death Wish, Dirty Harry movies and violent revenge thrillers. I must point out that I would have loving and responsible parents, but the video nasties for all happened at a key time in my life. 
a family friend, Alfie, would visit our house once a week with his wife, Maureen, for a video session and a beer. Alfie would occasionally bring one for the kids, which inevitably contained material unsuitable for minors. We were swiftly ushered to bed at the point of unsuitable scenes, sex, rape, torture, etc. I recall finding a copy of Nightmare in a Damaged Brain and rocking it in my parents' absence. I now own two versions, one on DVD and one dodgy uncut VCD. Uh, Texas Chainsaw, I remember the massive plastic box and got the DVD now. Maniac, got that and seen the remake. Last House, remember the black and white video sleeve, it's only a movie, I've got the DVD now. I Spit on Your Grave, the uncut version is still a difficult watch, I've got a cut DVD which is still powerful. A major major emotional bleed through from this period in my formative years, apart from the irreversible psychological damage, has been the lasting effect of the soundtracks, Goblin Rule. I make electronic music and have sampled the shit out of past masters. More than a feeling, the podcast takes me back. Thank you and keep going. Elliot Best, a.k.a. The Night Stalker 5000. Well, thank you very much for that, Elliot. And uh, thanks very much for your memories there. It's, uh, it's wonderful when people kind of, you know, remember back to some, uh, some of the stuff which is obviously highly, you know, highly impressioned on, on, on their mind. And I think we all have it. I think most people listen to the podcast will definitely have memories of listening to um, watching, I should say, uh, things they shouldn't have done when they were younger. And as I said, uh, you know, the, those boxes. And even today, you know, we talk about the witch that came from the sea. It, it, it you know, it, it enticing, so enticing to kind of like deprave and corrupt and show such, such horrific things that you know, that you know, you'd be desperate to look at them. So thanks very much for that, and, and, and please do keep in touch. Uh, and also a couple of things on Twitter as well. Uh, Cameron Wendell, um, who is at Cameron Wendell, uh, on Twitter contacted me, uh, apparently, despite the fact that, um, it's on her IMDb and also on the Wikipedia, uh, Lily Mays, uh, was never in The Golden Shot or, um, Sale of the Century. Uh, she, he saw, he met her at a convention recently and, and, and asked her about it and that's what she said. So, there you go. <laughs> it's, it's one of those, isn't it? Uh, I've, you know, that's referring back to uh, Deep River Savages last week. What can I say? You can only, you know, you, you research something, it pops, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's something that pops up a lot. Uh, you know, I did an interview, so I don't know. Um, there you go. Um, I'm not I'm not changing the podcast, but, uh, you know, it's not the end of the world. We'll move on. Also, thanks to uh, at Steve Rutledge at... Uh, Sorry, at Steve underscore Rutledge, who uh, contacted me with some details about uh, the witch that came from the sea, and uh, uh, very, very kindly uh, sent me some information about that as well, which is, which is great stuff and very helpful when I'm, when I'm doing the research. So, if you want to get hold of me, please do my Twitter, which is how uh, how Steve got hold of me, and also how uh, Callum got hold of me. It's at Orange underscore Monkey. Or you can get me on my email, which is videonastiespodcast at gmail.com, much like Elliot did. Or you can leave a message on the website, like Rob did. And the website is uh, videonastiespodcast.com. So, until next week when we discuss um, the one, another one of the films, which is from Lucio Fulci on the list, uh, The House by the Cemetery, and one of my faves. Uh, until then, take care, and I'll speak to you soon. Goodbye.
I've never seen a video nasty. I wouldn't. I have far too much. How, how can you judge on a video nasty? Oh, have you never seen one? I actually don't need to see visually what I know is in that film. Tattoos, didn't he? No, he couldn't have. He was a good man. He loved everyone as God meant men to be. Untouched, perfect. God made all of us perfect. Truly, he did. <laughs> 